wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. podcast you boys matt brian and uh we are throwing this through a little curveball yeah may may bay is too much to handle boy maybe the doing the bad boys double feature took something out of your boys it was <laughs> it was it was bad for the boys it was bad for the boys yeah so um with we, we we decided to uh instead do one of the biggest curveballs mm. in movie mayhem history That's and right. play to what's actually trending right now right we're we're, we're doing something that I don't think anybody in a million years think we would cover. Nah, not the bad nice. boys of Long Island movie podcasting. 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a. It was a. The it's movie a long, felt long. Yeah. It's surprisingly long. Yeah. Because it was focused on a lot of things that were not interesting. Yeah. And all the interesting stuff that happened came by too fast. Mm-hmm. They were. Yeah. They were. All, they were all in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So with with Cruella, Cruella coming out, a movie that neither of us really care about. No, I mean, will I see it eventually? Probably. Probably. Sure. I mean, I like I like Emma Stone. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, Emma Thorne's really good too in it. Yeah, Emma Thompson. Yeah, is it Emma Thompson? Emma Thompson. Really? Emma Thompson, Emma Stone. Okay. Yeah. Um. Apparently, they're both very good. They always yeah. are. Yeah, and uh, and apparently it's it's a little better than the average Disney live action remake. Mm. And it's not quite a remake; it's like an origin story. Right. Right. A gritty but... origin story of a woman who. Loves to murder animals. See, murder animals, steal, and wear clothes. Yeah. Wear nice clothes. Wear nice clothes. That's option. That's a. That's I guess subjective. It's yeah, subjective. I but mean, I, I thought not, they were nice. I'm not a fashion guy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. the thing. We're not fashion guys. Not fashion guys. Yeah. Um, you don't I, come here for fashion. It's an iconic look. Oh yeah. Yeah. Speaking of iconic and iconic looks, mm-hmm. this movie we just did, full of them. Oh yeah. Full of them. Left and right. Oh yeah. Um, the the movie that we did is, well, I, actually we spun the wheel for this we one. We did. We did. We uh, we were hanging out and we we're like, oh, you know, it's kind of a tough day. You know, we were gonna do The Rock, but that's was so so much. Like the the Rock is a lot. It's like an hour. It, no, I'm sorry. It's two hours and sixteen minutes, and that's a lot when you've been when you've been working. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, let's spin the wheel, and I have many uh, multi wheels. And we spun the Disney wheel. Yep. And there's, you know, we have a lot of good Disney movies on there. You were kind of hoping for Mulan, OG Mulan, OG Mulan, Eddie yeah. Murphy in Mulan. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and I was, I don't know, man, I was hoping for like a heavyweights or. A, mm. Well, we almost got heavyweights. Or Big Hero Six. Still have yet to see Big Hero Six. Oh man, you or, haven't seen it before. It's good. Yeah, like something like that. Something like, like with the spirits. Yeah. But uh, we landed on. 101 Dalmatians. Maybe one of the darkest Disney movies made. Yeah, but from 1996 with Glenn Close. Yeah. So this movie is all about the murders. It's all about dog sex. Yep. It's all about people just blowing by normal relationship goals. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. In a way, though, that, that last one, mm-hmm. uh, people just really uh, inappropriately expediting the relationship process and took yeah. straight to marriage. It's very Disney. Very Disney. Yeah. It's 
so Disney, Disney had to make fun of how Disney it is. Right. Yeah. You know? I, I also think that, like, because I've seen the original cartoon, and I still remember it for a little bit. I haven't seen it in years. But you never saw? I'm sure I, I might have, but I know nothing about it. Because yeah, so they... I, I remember, like, you know, what the, the aesthetics of it. Right. You know? Um, and, and the characters in Cruella being a lot more ganglier. Mm. But not anything else. Okay. No, yeah, like, they, like this kind of, like, set... It, it didn't put their the, the human characters in, like, a financial strain to make the Cruella offer seem anything more than just, like, eh, it's whatever. Yeah, like, apparently, uh, right, because before, uh, like, resorting to stealing the animals, right. Cruella did try to buy them. Yes. And she was like, I'll give you 7,500 pounds. That's right. Not in weight, but in money. In money. In money. Right. And, and for me, I feel like nowadays... You can get one Dalmatian for seventy five hundred. Right. Yeah, pounds. I think they're, they're such like a niche dog. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe maybe their their value went up after the movie. It could have. Like a, yeah. like a Doge coin. Yeah. <laughs> a Dalmatian. A Dalmatian coin. <laughs> I know. I know about. Bitcoin, crypto. Cryptocurrency. Crypto. And stonks. Stonks. And a. And an AMC. I I couldn't uh I couldn't tell you how little. I know about yeah, any I, of those things. I couldn't tell you how little I cared. Your boy was but, destined to be broke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like in in the original cartoon, the 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 two people whose names I don't give a fuck about. Roger and Ro- Anita? Roger and Anita. Yeah. This one played by uh, Roger's played by Jeff Daniels. Mm-hmm. I think fresh off uh, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. And shows. Anita played by Jolie Richardson, who is everywhere. And you just when you see her, like, oh, that's. That's prototype Judy Greer. Mm. Like, it's, a, it's that white lady who's kind of just there. She's a sweetheart, though. Yeah, she was nice. Yeah. But... Thirsty as hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. She was all over there. She, she was, was all over him. throwing that thing out there. Yeah. And he was like, nah, lady. Yeah, he was pissed. <laughs> it's like, you assaulted me. <laughs> After I grabbed your dog. The bag full of literal bricks. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no. So, and, and yeah, so these humans really... The show, the movie's called 101 Dalmatians. So mm. these humans are just supposed to be uh, a vehicle by which we get fun shenanigans and hijinks with the animals, right. right? But they take up like a large portion of the first. Uh... Yeah, I thought I thought that like certain characteristics of it, it was a weird thing because you have Jeff Daniels and Julie Richardson who are just a big bag of nothing. Like mm-hmm. their 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 goal was to get together, mm-hmm. but then you throw in a Glenn Close as a, and we'll we'll talk we'll 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 talk probably talk for like twenty minutes about Glenn Close, but then you throw her in there, and we all know that the the animals are going to be the cause of like the laughs and the hijinks. She's a fucking wild card in mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. Yeah. for sure. She she blows it wide open, and they are supposed to be I guess they're straight men to everything going on around them, right? But the, what the movie does is it goes through their whole story. From beginning to end in maybe the first 15 minutes. Yeah. Like they meet and then from there they hook up and then the next, the very next cut is. They're married. They're married. Right. So, yeah. And then like, the next cut is they're both like her and the, the, and what, the female Pongo's girl. Oh, shit. What's the mama dog? Purdy? Purdy. Pongo and Purdy, yeah. Purdy are both pregnant. Yeah. Cut. To the next, the next cut, they're both having their ba- their children after one visit from Cruella, which right. is great, and then they're having their kids. Yep. So, and it's just it's tough. Whew, whirlwind, and uh, it was fun to watch in the moment. 
because it's just like, oh, you're seeing all this Cruella, things are moving forward. And then from there, it just comes to like a screeching halt once they have the kids, yeah. the puppies. So like they never did a passage of time cut where it's like when they meet, it's like, oh, it's the summer or the spring. Right. But maybe it was, but we can't tell the difference because in London, it looks like it's always winter. Yeah. Because they went from like, oh, it's pretty cold because you can see the, 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 their breath in the air to, oh, there's snow on the ground. Right. So, like, normally, like, passage of time is, like, people will have, like, a fake mustache and then they won't in the next mm. scene or, like, something like that. Like, where you could tell, like, oh, there must have been some time passed, like, a different haircut or maybe someone got a scar. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, what happened? It's like, oh, time passed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, time does heal all wounds. That's right. Uh, Except for Dalmatians, apparently, who can't s- spend, like, more than three seconds away from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Wild pack mentality. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um... But yeah, and so the from there, as soon as the puppies are born, then and the next cut is the is Doctor House yeah. stealing them, right? Doctor House in his very Cockney accent. Yeah, seriously. And then from there, it goes straight into all the other animals who we've never seen before in the movie coming right. together to help them escape. Yeah, we get this weird kind of like yo what up scene mm-hmm. with the Pongo, right? Because these these pass like all these dogs are kind of passing by. All the you got a British bulldog with a, a, a former general of the British army, and yeah. then you got a a big old uh, I guess a I guess a, a greyhound with a like a jack dude sure. jogging. You get you get them all. You get you never get like. But we were talking about it during the when we were watching it. It's like what it missed was these dogs should have talked. Mm. Like it didn't have to be that the humans could hear it, just have them talk like it worked in beverly hills chihuahua it could work here yeah. uh it, it's sort of um yeah exactly right like yeah. like it, them barking like yes it's that's cool and all like that they're acknowledging each other but when it's a 20 minute scene of just animal noises you're like i don't fucking care mm-hmm. as a little kid you just like throw your arms up like fuck this well as a little kid i think we're, you're just amazed that the dog that these animals are so coordinated right and like i think for a kid the idea that animals can communicate in ways that humans are not like savvy to <laughs> is like very enticing yeah you know like like you know charlotte's web animal farm yeah. just all these things where... it's like the secrecy of conversation it's yeah like, exactly you finally and you finally get to like you're, when you have your shorthand with your friends, like you can say, like, "Oh yeah, that," th-, like, you know how friends are. I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's also like in, in the beginning that just showing how like hyper intelligent Pongo right. is. Pong, yeah. Where he's able to like make coffee for for Roger and like wake Roger up and like get the milk for Roger and all these things oh, that. But he could push the button to open up the door. Yeah, exactly. Like showing all these things, um, because for a kid. It's much cooler to think like, oh wow, I could have a dog that's so smart it can like be like a real like person friend to me so, instead of like my dog's a fucking idiot that I conditioned to sit down every now and then. So this is also post Home Alone, like post the wake of Home Alone, yeah. Where now kids like a lot of kids movies are like there's gadgetry everywhere, mm-hmm. where it's like oh this button does like a Rube Goldberg thing. It's yeah. like some weird shit that the kid would be like, oh this is fucking cool. Uh, I remember because I was how when that this was ninety four, I was nine when this came out. I always thought as a kid, Rube Goldberg's machine were cool, and then one of my best friends ruined it for me, and he was just like, "No, like I hate them." And I was, <laughs> like, and I was like, "How could you hate something 
that's so elaborate and elegant. Right. And he goes like, it's impractical. Like all it, it's always like, jeez, what yeah. a barrel of laughs this guy must yeah, be. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're creating a thousand steps to do something that takes one. And but it's, it's like, the it's well, the ingenuity yeah. of those thousands of steps. Right. Yeah. And he goes like, yeah, and then you have to reset all of it to try again. And I was just like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> jeez, pal. Like, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like put my head down. You know. Like, this guy's never watched Wallace and Gromit. Trouble the the troublesome trousers. No, I hate it. Hated it. Yeah, hates them. <laughs> Anytime he sees the Rupert. Hates Chicken Run. Hates them. Fuck it all. <laughs> fuck, fuck this. Pee-wee's Big Top Adventure. Fuck this. Hey, fuck it. But, uh, but, but yeah. It's a strange thing to just hate. To, and he has a stance on it. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Strong stance. Strong. Like, hate. Like, not like, oh, I don't care for those. Hates them. Hates it. Yeah. But he's also, like, a very intelligent person. Like, he's so smart. Do you think maybe his hate for it is that he's tried to make one Ooh. and failed every time? He was on the robotics team in high school. There it is. Yeah. There, I think we found his problem. Yep. He, he tried to make a Rube Goldberg machine, and it blew up. <laughs> and it gained sentience and attacked him. <laughs> right? He built a cyborg instead. <laughs> oh no, my calculations, they were off. <laughs> I thought I did the right math. <laughs> I thought it was just making a Rube Goldberg's machine, but instead, I've created an android. I've created a, a hydrogen collider. An, ar- an artificial intelligence that... <laughs> I've created Skynet. Yeah, yeah. What am I going to do? <laughs> I hate Rube Goldberg's oh machines. Oh my god, what if James Cameron, like, that was the big, like, his big twist for, like, Terminator 3, like, his, his return is like, look, we're going to finally see what Skynet is here, like, the real deal, like, what creates everything... And it's a three-hour-long Rube Goldberg machine Ooh. where you see a Terminator head just go just down a track. It's like the Terminator head is the ball that like rolls constantly rolls. And like to like coat it with like flesh, it hits a button, and then like four more balls fall into like a spray can. Right, and then you spray it the color that you want, the color skin color that you want. Yep. Damn. Do you want a flat top? Do you want long hair? Like a razor just shoots on top and like cuts cuts your hair for you. Oh, I mean. I think that's what the Terminator franchise has been missing. Yeah, I think they went straight to nanobots right. and like forgot about that very important. Uh... That was that was the original plan for Iron Man Two was seeing the the room go over. Gotta get the Mark Thirteen up. We should just go to all these like geniuses in movies that do these like ridiculously technological advancements and. To see how the, it's all this elaborate Rube Goldberg's machines. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> 20 minutes just dedicated to watching just something ting, ting, ting. Yeah. No cuts, though. You have to follow it around. You gotta track it. Yeah. And have it, like, when it launches it from one side of the room to the other to continue. You gotta follow it. You gotta follow it. You gotta follow You gotta put that thing on a fucking dolly and just gonna... Yep. Only Michael Bay could shoot it. Only he could do it. Because he's the only one capable of panning, of rotating, and zooming with at so the much same traffic, time. With so much traffic around. Yep. Guys, we're still talking about Michael Bay. It's he, still Maybay to me. Still Maybay. In your heart. Uh, still we'll come back and do The Rock. Don't worry. Don't you worry your little hearts. That's true. We we, we will. Um, I So this, like, before we, we will get into Glenn Close, because we both. She's the star of the movie. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we have to talk about the sets. The set design in this mm. fucking picture. Uh, amazing. Really, really good. It was really good. Guys, like. Don't even, like, sleep on it. Like, it was surprisingly good for a 90s Disney live-action movie. Well, the big challenge is to make something that's aesthetically really cool that also works in a way where dogs can get around. Right. And But then you can also, like, fit all the traps and stuff. But then also looks, like, devious and 
kind of decrepit twisted and, yeah. yeah and they nailed it for like almost every single set in the beginning like cruella's office oh my god it's exactly what you would what you would think it, oh it, like, yeah it, it tells you so much about her character yeah, you know, that just like futuristic and elegant but like cold mm-hmm. you know that you don't want to get anywhere close to her that right. even her like her her butler has to stand at the door which is so far away but it only takes him three steps to get up there yeah well you know passage of time yeah they um right <laughs> passage they, of time you know, he had a mustache when he first walked in and it's cool because they use that because she would keeps calling him back and forth but doesn't let her go near him right. so the set design helps her kind of show her 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 cruelty and her inhumanity even the chair she sits on is like spiky and yeah. like you can't get close to her at all right unless right. you're sitting right in front of her right unless she gets in your face right yeah, yeah. so that's very cool um the how like the how like the houses are fine like the normal people houses mm-hmm. but then you get to like the bad guy hideaway yeah which is uh fun yeah the fun decrepit old like castle when you said it it looked like something out of a tim burton movie yeah i'd say that's that's apt. i kept on joking with matt when we were watching it i'm like hey tim would you like to direct this movie it's like no i don't i don't direct animals but you could kill a couple it's cool we have this decrepit uh, mansion for you we've got big pointy roofs and yeah. and small corridors we have t- i just i just don't deal with disney look at these unrealistically twisted spires coming out of this fence <laughs> we have some really awkward shaped furniture yeah. <laughs> we built it for you like, oh, it's too know, bright guys i'm it's telling you i'm working on something it's too bright so it was a, so the budget was 75 million dollars okay and it made cumulative worldwide gross 320.6 million dollars god damn then that's why they made two hell yeah 102 102 dalmatians we're getting close getting closer (laughs) speaking of getting closer okay let's get closer to glenn close oh my god feminist icon yo i i love that her that as a villain you know she was like they established early on, this is what she's about. This right. is what she wants, right? And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. No, nope. but it's how she goes to, about getting it that makes her a villain. Yes, you know, if she didn't have a pesky habit of killing animals, yeah, she would be just a, just, just a, she'd uh, be the the she'd be fucking Meryl Streep in Devil Wears Prada. Right? Yeah, yeah. But she might kill animals in that movie. We don't know. That's true. We have to spend time with Adrian Grenier. That's, that's true. We'd have to really pick his brain on that one. Yeah, but I mean, just just about the way that she uh, and, and like she has things like little nuances, little idiosyncrasies, mm. little weird things that like tell you exactly how but, little she regards anyone but herself. Disney really set her up as a straight up villain in that first interaction, really, mm-hmm. where she snuck up on uh, Anita and went like she kind of like got startled a little bit. But then you see this kind of like big performance, like, yes, what are you doing? And then when you get into her office and her only like real thing of being evil is like, you want to get married and quit your job? Loser. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, you want to give, yeah. give up your talents for some fucking bum? For 94, it's actually a pretty progressive sentiment that I think in nowadays, if a movie is being made, like that would be the protagonist viewpoint. It would be uh, um, Cruella Deville would be a guy mm. named Chad, right? Chad D. Ville, and he'd be like, "Oh, you should get married, bro." Mm-hmm. It'd be less woke. 
Because you're eating that soy. You can't have no soy boys in this office. Right. He'd be, like, telling her, um... Oh, don't you think, like, a dude would be better off, like, designing this piece here? Why don't, why don't you, like, just, like, settle down? Like, take some time for yourself. Chicks don't know how to design chick clothing, bro. Yeah. yeah, Victoria's Secret. Secret. Secret's name is Victor. Secret's name is Vic. <laughs> Door. Dude. And look how successful that is. You look at Claire's by a girl, not so much. Not so much. Century 21, it's a... It's a real estate office, baby. Don't worry. I th- Just trust that I know what right. women want to wear more than you do. Why don't you smile? Lighten up. Oof. <laughs> Trying to think of all like the, the hot button words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, like, I mean, like, I think, yes, she's evil for because she wants to kill dogs. But I think she's, if you look at the character without that, as a full character, she is a career-minded person mm-hmm. who is 100% self uh, empowered mm-hmm. self, uh, pro- 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 ah, where's my words? Proficient. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't really need. Like she, she's not stealing ideas. Right. She's elevating another woman in the office. Yeah. She is, you know, trying to nurture a creative mind. Yeah. And she's like, look, you don't, you don't have to give up on this. Like, you have on. talent. You, you have, have talent. Yeah. You have a future. Oh, I'm gonna give it all. If I don't give it. That's stupid. Yeah, stupid. Don't be stupid, stupid. <laughs> I I liked uh, when she's like, oh, we have to do spots. Like, I'm inspired. This is amazing. And, they, and like, the guy working for her goes like, but, Miss DeVille, it's stripes this season. And she goes like, well, now it's spots because I, I don't care what the trend is. Right. I make the trends here. Right. She's, yeah. just, she's, just, she just, she's confident. Yeah, she's strong. She's yeah. like. She doesn't bend to anyone's will. She doesn't bend to the trends. No, I, if I was a, if I had a daughter, I would watch the, at least the first twenty minutes of this movie. And be like, this is who you should be. Right. Stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's Dad? What's wrong with the rest of the movie? No, well, I, um, I would like to have a dog. Bang, you know, doesn't give you know. Right. <laughs> also, yeah, yeah, exactly. Poochie went back to his home. <laughs> Their biggest problem is hiring like unqualified help. Yeah, she should have got. What, what is that? Zillow? No, not Zillow. Uh, what's the one that like finds the new uh, Monster.com? Mm, Monster's I, not new. No, I know. There's one that like they find like the people for you. Well, there's oh oh okay. ZipRecruiter. Yeah, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter. Every time they have a commercial, they're like, oh, it's like finding a person. It's like to finding a, a needle in the haystack. Mm. And we're gonna give you a like, magnet. You're gonna give me the horses. No, oh. we'll give you a needle. Well, I don't want a fucking needle. Well, the Gotta get rid of, of all this hay. Well, the whole thing of needle and haystack is that you're looking for the needle. Right. Just jump in it. <laughs> ah, god damn it. Oh, well, there it is. There it is. Found it. <laughs> in my gut. <laughs> oh, it's in my ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Glenn Close was... Uh, she was so over the top. So over the top. She was throwing... Like, her performance was huge. Yeah. And it was amazing. When she's talking shit to Roger, right. like, getting his name wrong... Calling him like oh yeah, her and Jeff Daniels had such a great great chemistry. Like she overpowered him in mm-hmm. his house, mm-hmm. just like just dunking on him. Yeah, dunking yeah. on that clown. Yeah, it's it's great. It's yeah. great to see, um, and like just it doesn't do anything for him as a hero, but it does so much for her as a villain. Yes, you know the way like also like in the nineties, like the way he's like so easily defeated. It's like, and what do you do for a living? I design video games. Well, isn't that nice? <laughs> I was even saying, like, I think the reason why they couldn't remake it now is because the two jobs that Anita and 
uh, whatever Roger Roger have are now very hot very um, hot jobs yeah and it's like it would still have to be Glenn Close being Cruella Deville to make that insult work yeah for sure yeah I mean one thing that's the uh, uh, speaking of which is that even though they're supposed to be like down on their luck mm-hmm. in a way that you know um fucking Roger's been trying to find like a good uh villain for his video game right they're living fine. Yeah, they're living easy. Yeah. I think she's making all the money. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Cruella's money. They're living off of Cruella's but money. But I think, I think she may have come from money. Because uh, she has nanny, a nanny. Because she has nanny coming. Because she has a nanny named Nanny. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I worked for you for 30 years. You still don't know You my still name. don't know her fucking name. Nanny? Oh. Bitch. You will know this name. There's Nanny who knows like a surprising, like suspiciously large amount about dogs. Right. And pregnancy. Yeah. It's like, oh, you knocked up. Also, they specifically showed us this cute scene where Pongo's waiting to see if uh, at, outside the vet to see how Purdy's it's doing. It's a weird universe. We were right. talking about because it it's a vet and a gynecologist back to back sharing an office space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a dentist, would you want a vet as your as your neighbor? Um, maybe maybe not, but at the same time. You can make a kind of a one-stop shop. They're putting down your cat while you come and uh, get a filling taken care while of. While you're under, we'll put your cat six feet. That's right. Yeah, exactly. It writes itself. Rough. I would oh. love... Rough. No pun intended. I, I, would, uh, I was actually, uh, at some point, um, I wanted to be like an animal dentist. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, but then I was just like, animal teeth are closer to adult teeth than like baby teeth. Okay. And I like working on baby teeth more. Okay. So I decided not to. And also, like, every animal would have to be, like... Sedated. Yeah. And strapped down. Yeah. <laughs> For me to, like, try to put a root canal on a tiger's fang. I got... <laughs> you know? I got called to some guy's house and put a fucking crystal on some fucking tiger. I don't I mean, think he, I don't think he's on the up and up. <laughs> but at the same time, if I pull that off... Getting cash. Yeah. Getting straight cash money. Yeah. Well, the thing is about the sedation part is that... You'll be driving the sedate... Beamer Tesla. The... The... The, <laughs> the Teamer. The Teamer. The Tesla. Um, I, I, the only thing is that, like, other than sedating animals, the second thing that people sedate the most is kids. Yeah. So, if so anything, there's some transfer skills. Guys, there. look what you're learning. Yeah. <laughs> learning yeah. a lot today. Kids with special needs, you know, you gotta sedate them in order to do anything with them, you know? But that doesn't answer the question. Mm. Do you want a vet as your neighbor if oh. you open up an office? I feel like this, I wouldn't want to appreciate the smell. Right. Coming from a vet. Because if they got to keep animals overnight, yeah, you're walking into, mm, nah. some like you make you make sure your ventilation system is like top. Fucking yeah, notch. exactly. Yeah, like the overhead is gonna be insane. Plus, like if I'm I'm allergic, say right. You know? Are you allergic to any any? Uh... Yeah, I think I'm allergic to like cats and dogs. I'm allergic to cat. I know I'm allergic to cats. Mm-hmm. Guys, we're getting a lot of stuff out. <laughs> there wasn't really much to talk about on this movie. I, I wouldn't those. survive. Let's say I wouldn't survive 101 Dalmatians. I would. I would need a ton of clarity to make it through. I would, but I would have such, like, a very low, like, I, I would only care about, like, five of these dogs. Yeah, yeah, Well, so did like, the movie. Yeah, like, the movie oh. only named, like, three of them. Yeah, right. Like, Lucky, Dipstick, Wizard. And Fidget. Fidget. And there was the girl. There was a girl? There was a girl. I think it was named Girl. Oh. Or, yeah, Girl. But what I, what, one thing, though, is that, like, they introduced Wizard, right? Because... Peeing on things. Right, and I was like, okay, well, obviously he's going to pee on something later on. Right. Fine. 
But as and then there's Lucky who's like, okay, Lucky gets in trouble, but he gets out of it because he's Lucky. Okay. Well, Lucky good. came in hot. Yeah. Came well, in yeah. Disney story hot. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. He was dead. He was fucking dead. Yeah. He was a dead dog. It's a dead dog in a kids movie. They John Wicked him early. Like, oh no, we only have fourteen pups. Then, oh, this one's dead. Here it is. But then the power of friendship uh, brought him, like, brought him back to life. Yeah. Resuscitated him. The power of just waiting five seconds. Oh, yeah. Tap him on the back. Ugh, I'm alive. Nanny was about to punt that dog like out the window. Flinging in the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. And, and and they saved his life. They did. They like it was. I think they. I think they just wanted that one moment where it's like, okay, we gotta get like a baby dog to yawn because mm. it's incredibly cute mm-hmm. like no matter what you like you could you could have it matched up to something else like to an old man getting punched in the face <laughs> but if you have a dog waking up like a, a freshly born dog waking up and yawning like i don't care about that old man no Just fucking give me that dog it's time to go Just give me that dog <laughs> what you punched an old man i don't care i saw this dog yawn I'm about that <laughs> Any day. Any day. Give me that doggy on it. <laughs> but, uh, but the thing is, I, I they introduce like four out of 15. Right. And then they bring back Wizard so that he can pee again. Uh, yeah. And they bring back Lucky so that he can get lost again. So that he could be in trouble. Right. So that it show that he like, he was going to get murdered again. <laughs> but then he got lucky. And he got lucky. Again. Because that, that one dog is like, no man left behind. Right, right. He's like the New York City public so, uh, school system. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Every kid's getting yeah. out. <laughs> Dude, it honestly feels that way. Yeah. Some of these kids should not be graduating. But anyway. Get out. Uh, <laughs> get them out. Get them out. Uh, they can build a bridge. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No. Just taking down everybody on this one. Seriously. They're coming in hot. Coming Bad in Boys in of hot. Long Island movie podcasting. Pod, pod podcasting is back, baby. <laughs> Uh, Last week we were pot fasting. Now we're pot fasting. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, but there, yeah, I, it's um, the thing is, I'd say maybe the first forty minutes or thirty to forty minutes are like the story and like having the babies and oh, is Lucky dead? No, he's not. Right. And then they get kidnapped. Yeah. From there, I feel like the momentum in the movie just stops. Would it have felt like it stopped if the animals talked? Like, if you still had the line, if you still knew what was going on. I mean, it probably would have been better. Because we get a lot of Hugh Laurie and other guy. Yeah, who were not interesting characters. They would have been interesting if we knew what the dogs actually thought of them. Right. They were only there. These fucking jabrones. Look at these guys. They were just, they were just Joe Pesci and Dan Stern. Yeah. They were just there because Home Alone came out. Same things happened, like they fell through a floor. Right. They got electrocuted. Got hit in the head. Got hit in the head. They got... Something blew up in their face. There's a tall one and a short one. They got set on fire. Yeah. Yeah. One fell through uh, ice. They got arrested at the end. They got arrested. That was probably the funniest thing that they Mm -hmm. did, where they saw the cops, and they're like, oh, thank God. (laughs) And they just happily walked in. Just make it stop. It was the... I I don't know why that has not been used ever since, but that's a hilarious thing. Like, they go through such a hard time that by the time the cops do come around... It's like, oh, good, like... Thank you. Have a good day. You know? <laughs> you know. I'll just wash my head, and then so, when I go in. So what, yeah. Thanks, pal. I'll no just problem. go in the back of this car? Yeah, no problem. So sit down? Yeah. Do I need a... Do I sit? Do I sit? Just keep going in? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think... Um, they put him in uncuffed, too. 
That's how yeah. You, that's how you know it's not America. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. Well, they came in alive. Yeah. So that's another reason you know it's not yeah. at all. Well, there's a reason. Extenuating circumstances. <laughs> that's true. Yes. But uh, yeah, no, they 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 their whole thing like. Yeah, they had a couple of jokes, but honestly, I didn't find them interesting or, like, fun to watch. Yeah. Like you do with Joe Pesci and, and Daniel Stern. They didn't have... Something was missing there. I th- I think it's maybe because there was more interaction between, mm. Dan- like, Marvin, uh, Harry, with Kevin than they were with these guys. That's a great point, actually. I think that... Because there's less... Like, the, the only time they interacted was, like, I'm gonna kill a dog. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. Kill a child first. <laughs> At least. At least a nine-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think that's a great point. I think, like, throughout the movie, the animosity builds right. between, like, you know, Harry and Marvin and, and, they feel, and Kevin. They feel like they're being, you know, I mean, because they are. They're being outmatched by a kid. Yeah. yeah. And so you're thinking, like, oh, shit, if they actually find him. Like, every time they fall for something, I was like, boy, if they survive this and they actually find him. Right. Like, they're going to. Fuck him up. He's got a gun. He's got a burner. Yeah, he's got he's got the Glock. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the sticky. And so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so whereas in this one, these guys are just like, look, we just want to do this job and, and like, right, go home. Like you like, know, they, they don't care about these dogs. So why should I care about what they do with these dogs? They had like no gun, right? Or no like just like no notable weapon, no threat to be like, whoa, like there's a problem. It's like, oh, I gotta get you. Yeah. And you threw him in a sack and you put him in an open library. And they made no sound when that happened. Right. <laughs> These dogs. Stupid ass dogs. Stupid ass dogs. Had that been me? Make a never noise over. Never shot. Yeah, exactly. Never would have stopped. They would have found me so quick. They would have <laughs> <laughs> never made it to the papers. Also, what's up with that the nanny just like opening up the door? Yeah. Like, uh, look through the fucking place. People. Yeah. I don't know how it is in London, but you know where where we're from. You don't. You, you don't, don't just open the door like that. That's right. You, you don't just, just welcome these bitches in. <laughs> no, they got to go through some questions. Yeah, yeah. You got to fucking customs to get into my place. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was silly. But, uh, but it's, it's all good. Fine. It's a Disney movie. Fine. For me, it's I just felt like. Yeah, maybe if they talked and you could actually give personality to some of the... Like, the brown dog that ends up staying and saving Lucky. Right. Like, what's his deal? He could have been voiced by Billy Connolly. Mm. Like, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go save these pups, blah, blah, blah. And that's my Scottish accent. Phew. That's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you could have to cast the Monty Python be those other, oh, like, those man. stray dogs. Yeah. Like, the, the, the shepherd dog. Like, that's John Cleese. Mm-hmm. Or then Eric Idle could have been the, the the bird knocking on the door. Ooh. Oh, hello! Click, 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 click. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, he's out there. Yeah, no, no, out there. there was there was space for it. Yeah. I, I, although one thing I'll say that even though watching, um, I guess this goes back to the point I made earlier. Now that you mentioned the animals, I remember how much Cruella got her ass kicked oh, by these God. animals, yeah. and that was very entertaining. Yeah. Because, and I think the thing that that made it more entertaining than when it happened to her stooges was that for her. That connection to the dogs was there. Yeah. She really wanted these dogs. She and desperately wanted to kill them, and you knew why, you know? And she also monologued, which is another reason why Glenn that was, is the that greatest. That was nuts. She got her ass kicked, and then she's like, I'm going to show you, motherfuckers, who's the real motherfucker here. Yeah, yeah. Like, Damn, Glenn Close. Damn. Because I will fuck all of you. You're all going to be me. You're all going to be fucking chopped up. 
Yeah. I made it into sausages. Yeah, she I said think, that. Damn. And you're just sitting there like, Yo's puppies left tracks. So I'm going to find them before you get turned into a sausage. It was great. And then, then what'd you do? She got donkey kicked out the window. Again, the second time. Yep. She survived two kickings. It was pretty great. Yeah. Because the, the wire work was so funny. I hope she did her stunts. Cause I she did not. I know. But still. She, is like, she was like 50 in this. She I did know. not. Have you seen the Glenn Close uh, interview with Jesus Samaro? No. She's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah? She's really fucking cool. I gotta watch that. Yeah. It's like a 20-minute thing. She's, I think she's from New York. So oh, she's, so she's a real one. She's a real one. Let's see. Glenn Close. Uh, they don't even say. Did you hit that accent? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, she normally lives in the city. Oh, okay. But, you know, with COVID and shit. Sure. Uh, let's see, let's see. When Glenn Close appeared on set as Cruella DeVille in full wig and makeup and costume, one of the dogs playing Purdy repeatedly tried to sneak away. Oh. So that was real. Real emotions there. The real emotions, even from the dog. I That's one thing I'll say. They actually managed to make these dogs very emotive. So I'll say, like, for most of the animals, yeah, it would, talking would have been nice. I'd say for Purdy and, and Pongo. They were very interactive. They were very interactive. Yeah. They actually, for I thought when those two were on the screen, I was more engaged than when the puppies were on the screen. Glenn Close initially rejected the role of Corella DeVille due to scheduling conflicts with the stage musical Sunset Boulevard. The producers then offered the role to Scorny Weaver. Ooh, Siggy Weaves. Siggy Weaves, uh, who also declined. Kathy, uh, Kathy Moriarty, who was... Uh, in Raging Bull, who was the white of uh, oh, okay. Jake LaMotta's wife, mm. who's all would have been a great fit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also the bad guy in Casper. If you guys are oh. that down, uh, did a screen test for the role, but was later deemed too frightening for children. Oh shit! <laughs> By the time Close had en- ended her run on the Broadway on Broadway, the producers offered it again, and she's like, "Fuck yeah, let's do this." Hell yeah. yeah! Glenn Close is allergic to tobacco, so she smoked herbal cigarettes throughout the movie. Oh, she vaping? She was, she was saying the weed. That's a good Yeah, herbal cigarettes. That, that sounds like that sounds like it was just weed. <laughs> Hugh Grant was originally offered the role of Roger. Mm, I can see ah, that. too much. He's, he, uh, well, uh, if you want Roger to be a goofball, Hugh right. Grant couldn't do that. If you think us hemming and hawing is too much on this, just imagine a hundred and the hundred and four minutes of well, uh, 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 sir. <laughs> By the way, we have to do Paddington. Yeah, Paddington one and two. Everybody's saying great stuff about it's Paddington the, one and two. It's the highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. That's right. Uh, veterinarians were on set. Okay, that's good. Uh... Speaking of hemming and hawing, right? Uh, okay, so we're about. I was just trying to fill. We're just fluffing it at this point because we're just like right at forty minutes. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a short episode. It's a very short episode, guys. Um, I had a lot of fun with this. Yeah, yeah. I I super enjoyed this kind this kind of Disney movie because it was before the time of like everything is offensive, and I don't want to be like one of those like oh comedy's not safe. Back in my day, back in my day, you could tell a joke. It's like no, it's like there's certain things that were like said and done that like all right, they took a little bit more of a chance. Mm-hmm. And yes, now they're playing it a little safer, but it's they're not playing it funny. Yeah. Like that's the problem. I think the thing is like. If, if you want to play it safe, make the joke better. Mm. You know, try to still, try to workshop and try to make the, like, I, I mean, I haven't seen Cruella. I don't know if she's out there just, like, fucking slitting dogs' throats and laughing. Sure. But, like, this one, like, you could understand, well, it was a cartoon. Yeah. Like, a hunt, and Glenn Close knew it was a cartoon. Yeah. So, like, 
and a lot of stuff that she did, it's funnier because you know who Glenn Close is as an actress. Mm-hmm. Like she's like it, she's in the upper echelon. She should have Oscars, but she doesn't. Right, right. But you know, so seeing her kind of just go all in mm-hmm. on this makes everything she does like yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's crazy that this uh it makes you think like this kind of cheesy like over the top villain is such a a role that, you know, when done it's done wrong so often right and is and it's you know it's it's not good and it thinks and it makes you think like is it the is it that is it that trope that's bad right. or do you just need someone good to make it enjoyable i think know? a lot of the times it's played with like a wink and a nod mm. to like the they audience don't commit. like they don't commit it's like oh yeah. look how crazy i am yeah, yeah, yeah but glenn close i mean she may have winked and nodded but she also threw up the double guns like, I'm going to fucking do this. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Said exactly those things on this Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> right um, before attempting to murder We opened up to stones. them talking about a, 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 a tiger, a tiger right? getting murdered. Yeah. This is in Tiger King. It's a Disney movie. Yeah, and that tiger was like the last of its species. Too. Right, yeah, it's super rare. Yeah. And they're like, oh, is there any hope for the animal kingdom now? Yeah, right? They may, I mean, they set the stage, you know? What a good time. What a good time. So now... Yep. Okay. All right. Um, we should give it a grade. Yeah. Yeah, we Let's should. Do that. Uh, I'm somewhere between uh, a five and a six. I'm kind of thinking maybe closer to six. I'm five and a half in on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just like the, the pacing is really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's either breakneck in the beginning and then just slows down. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think that uh, that's, a, that's a big problem for me. What about what about you? Yeah. Uh, for me, I, th- I thought it was very impressive to watch the dogs. Glenn Close was amazing. Um, but uh, for me, yeah, in the second half, I feel like it was trying very hard to be Home Alone mm. and, and Babe. <laughs> Dude, I, I thought, it's probably older than Babe. Monster but, hits. Though. Yeah. It's probably older than Babe. But I thought it felt like it was trying to do those two things, um, but kind of missed the emotional crux of what made those two things engaging. Babe was nineteen ninety five, so just after it. Just after, just it's in the tail end of Babe. Yeah. The 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 wake of Home Alone two and Babe. Yeah. Right, right, right. So yeah, so I I think uh, when it tried to just. You could kind of tell when it tried to, when it was like, this scene is only here to show off that this animal can do this trick. Right. You know, like it doesn't serve the story at all. Like the ra- there was three raccoons, mm-hmm. like one was wearing a hat. I thought that was hysterical. Yeah, that was funny. But then they're like, oh, actively like high-fiving and like dapping each other up, like pushing it. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Like, um, like the animals leading Pongo and Purdy to their pups, that was fun. Yeah. But the one dog who, after verbally calling all the animals to watch him, showing that he can communicate and they can understand him. Right. Then decided to use charades to uh very to good de- charades though. Very it was very well done yep. to depict that, you know, the that the bad guys kidnapped the pups and he's like doing all this like work that's like clearly like okay, this is dog show stuff. Right. Right? Except for that one turn where it's very clearly just a doll. They just like uh, turn. Then it's rotated, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a taxidermy like, version. Uh, he can't turn well. He's, he's Zoolander. All right, let's shoot him in the head and yeah. stuff him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrap this scene up. Let's get it over with. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and 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 yeah, and so things like that seemed a little too uh, gratuitous. Right. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. I. I. I 
I wish they talk. I wish the dogs talk. Yeah. Um, I did and also, like. I didn't like that they that they invested so much into Roger and Anita and then dropped them okay. like once the dogs were taken. Yeah. I think because that that's also the great thing about the original cartoon is that you do have the dogs are aware of what's going on and they do talk about some stuff. They're like, oh, the financial constraints of you know London. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. But it's like they have their own issues. So when they, I mean, these, these two dogs there that acted like they, you were very expressive, like yeah. you like you even mentioned, like they were very. They also gave a great performance. Yeah. But having the words for to like go to move stuff along is like it would have been a, such a help because mm-hmm. then it also would have cut down a lot of like nonsense yeah. i mean a movie about you know animals doing stuff is a full of nonsense it's but, sure sure but it's like filmmaking nonsense exactly like, you don't need this you it's don't very tolerable yeah, yeah exactly the concept is not the problem right it's like the execution in some areas yeah it's like like i hate to keep throwing at like Zack snyder does too much sometimes mm-hmm. like you could tell like he like he should be friends with an editor like yeah. how Quentin Tarantino is like Quentin Tarantino like he's his editor like passed away yeah and look at the like the last couple movies they've been a very they've been very long very long like very like it's been a couple of times you could be like all right cut that shit out nobody to rein him in Marty mm-hmm. him and him and uh, Thelma still still very going. close very, very close. close where she knows exactly what he would want and he knows what she's gonna fight against yeah so like she, it's almost like she knows his vision just as well as he does if right. not better. Yeah. Which is crazy, that level of chemistry. And all we're saying for this movie to have been that echelon of <laughs> The only thing that's missing. Give those goddamn dogs a voice. Yeah. But Jeez. then again, you would have had the kid, you would have had like Jonathan Taylor Thomas be like lucky. Like, oh no. I'm right. I'm, I'm going to bite you. We're... Kid voice acting is yeah, still going to be bad acting. 19, 1994 Disney kid voice acting. Sheesh. So maybe they, they read it comes like, this is a embarrassing maybe they did have yeah a ton of kids do voice work for all these dogs right. and then they cut all of it they're like i have a headache yeah <laughs> i've been drinking gin non-stop in the end of the day <laughs> so uh so this is about a five and a half it's on disney plus guys uh it's a good time yeah um, it's good to show your kids good to show the kids uh like it's like we also said crow deville is a feminist icon mm-hmm. uh give her more respect yeah put some respect on her name but, uh, and oh I... glenn close is really <laughs> the icon here sure yeah. yes but i also think um like we said, this does deal with like some bigger themes, like Pongo like uh, blowing out Purdy's back. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what did I say was it was about was, this movie's ninety percent dog sex and murder. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Like, like, like you know, death, murder, like kidnapping things, and cruelty. Yeah, and things like that. Those are and things that open I think, containers of molasses. Oh yeah, in which a, is weird. Yeah, it was in weird a, in a yeah. barn. In a barn. Yeah, no one's gonna use strange that. place for that to be. Yeah. But, uh, I think it was supposed to be liquid shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, They're like, it's Disney, we can't do we this. We can't quite. But then they did with the manure and like the pig yeah. stuff. I think I think the outside is fine mm. because it was like a black color. You could be a psycho. Because like, oh, it's, it's, it's dirt. It's mud. It's mm-hmm. muck. But a giant tub of brown <laughs> liquid. Yeah. They're like, hmm. Exactly. The mouse is like, Molasses, uh, huh? Molasses? <laughs> Whatever. You took the fedora molasses. Bet you uh, that comes out of your asses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we ended. All that's right. right. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, as... I should just stop the recording now. And that is the shoot.
47 minutes or 48 minutes, whatever it is. Hey, we did it. We did it. We filled it out. Oh my God. We're pacing that, uh, oh, I'm laughing. On par with 101 Dalmatians. I'm sweating. I, oh, I'm sweating. That last one really got me. No, that such was great. A, such a bad joke, but it works. That was really good, That's actually. Good. I thought it was great. I'm, uh, I'm upset because no one's going to make it this far into I the know, episode. I know. It's always on deaf ears. But, uh, I'm going to enjoy when I drive to work on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yep, still hits. It still fucking knocks. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but my point is, these all those adult or like kind of more mature yeah. um, themes are in this movie, but I think they're packaged in a way that is very palatable for kids. Yeah. And, and I think it's important for kids to know that these things exist and yeah. not to be, you know, so sheltered by them. No, so. yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I think, like, this is... Sheltered yeah, it's not them. really handled with kids' gloves, but it's handled with a kid's viewpoint. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, guys, and also, like, villains should be kind of traumatizing. Oh, my God. Villains should be villains. Yeah. Like, you should know the difference between right. a villain and a good guy. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it doesn't matter if it's, like, super dramatic. It still works. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong with an overdramatic villain. Like, it's a problem, like, Marvel has, where it's, like, the same guy. Mm-hmm. Just evil. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm yeah. just mad. What's your goal? Just kill everything. Just, All right. Yeah, fine. But what else? I'll figure it out after. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, well, anyway, now that's the shoot. Bang, bang. All right, guys. As always, uh, if you want to see more of our episodes, see what we're up to, you can hit us up on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod. On Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast. Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want a thing or a shirt or whatever, go to tpublic.com backslash Movie Mayhem Dotcast with a D. With a D. Dotcast. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's it. Oh, you know what song we should play? Oh, yeah, I know. 100%. Yeah. It's going to go. <laughs> 